Good news. My new book is almost here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth. And while it doesn't officially come out with Sounds True until May 7th, you can pre-order it now. And when you do, you'll receive up to $500 in additional gifts and resources to support you on your healing journey. I wrote this book because in the four-year span between 2016 and 2020, I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked every area of my life, health, relationships, finances, career, social status, and even my very identity. Along the way, I experienced firsthand just how dysfunctional our culture's relationship to loss really is. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success, shackled with isolation, and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and evolution, not only as individuals, but as a species. So this book expands the conversation around grief and loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we cover those too, to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. This includes the end of a relationship or job, death of a loved one, a natural disaster or a war, infertility, abortion, or a financial crisis. Also, when we're going through hard times, we're encouraged at every turn to hurry up and get on with it. But by trying to power through these messier seasons of life, we're denying ourselves the very answers to our healing and growth. Whether you're experiencing hardship right now, or you know that you have past hurts that are holding you back and still need healing, this book will support you. Handbook for the Heartbroken will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. Within the loving pages of this book, you'll have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically, find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. You can download your free chapter now and pre-order the book to receive all those bonuses at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. That's handbookfortheheartbroken.com. I also want to add that pre-ordering the book now is the very best way that you can support me as an author and the health of this book when it enters the world in May. It signals to booksellers to stock the book at that time and in turn, make it available to more people who need it. So thank you for your pre-orders. Thank you for your support. And I look forward to continuing to deepen together in this important conversation over the coming months. Thank you to everyone who has left a review for this podcast. I so appreciate it. And I wanted to read you a recent one from Kara Norman. Thank you, Kara. Inspiring, grounding, accepting. I love Sarah's podcast, especially when I need a break from the rumble and tumble of daily life. I find the episodes illuminating, gentle, and an open invitation to slow down and ponder deeper rhythms and truths. The guests, often women, seem to consistently be living from and within the integrity of their bodies. The teachings offered from these places are full of beauty and hopes for our collective healing. Highly recommend. Well, thank you, Kara. It's reviews like these that help me to just continue to offer this podcast and to improve upon it. They help me to secure new guests that I know that you'll love hearing from. And it also allows this podcast to reach more women who could benefit from it. 
So to help further these things, I wanted to let you know about a special holiday giveaway I'm offering during the month of December. In partnership with Shambhala Publications here in Boulder, Colorado, we are giving away two Oracle card decks. So Shambhala recently sent me one of these decks, and it is gorgeous. The Wild and Sacred Feminine Deck. It includes 52 beautiful illustrated cards, as well as an extensive guidebook. Each card depicts some aspect of the sacred feminine. So there are images of the wild feminine, the elemental feminine, and the archetypal feminine. This deck is just so stunning that it could go on your coffee table. It could go on your altar or in your practice space. It is a wonderful resource to support you in your own healing journey. So if you'd like to be entered to win one of these two decks during the month of December, here's how. Very simple. Simply leave a review for this podcast. So you can go to the purple iTunes app on your phone, look up truth, love, and beauty podcast, Scroll to the bottom of that page, and there you will see a link to leave a review. It only takes a few minutes, and in in appreciation of you offering your support in this way, I will announce the two winners in January, and each will be mailed a gorgeous, wild and sacred feminine deck, a wonderful holiday gift, and a way to start the new year. Hi, I'm Sarah Avon Stover, host of Truth love, and beauty. I'm an author, internal family systems practitioner, and teacher of women's yoga, meditation, and spirituality, who's built a long career since the early 2000s to be exact, in supporting women to cultivate greater psycho-spiritual wholeness and, in turn, to come home to themselves. My dedication to women and to the upliftment of the feminine at large has been a lifelong one, From growing up as the second oldest of four sisters in a Connecticut suburb of New York City, to studying at an Ivy League all-women's college, all the way up to today. And the very things I support women with mirror the struggles that I've had. Things like doubting, pushing, perfecting, hating, and yes, at times, even hurting myself. Yet, I've found, and I have a sense that because you're here, you have too, that these very wounds and pain points can become openings for profound healing, growth, and spiritual insight. I created this podcast in service of honoring just this, this sacred healing journey that we women are on. It was born out of my own desire to hear Dharma talks, which are what the Buddhist tradition calls wisdom teachings through the distinct lens and voice of the sacred feminine. Here, I'll share these very talks, along with rich conversations with leading thinkers and luminaries about all facets of the feminine spiritual journey. Plus, this podcast highlights three of the core values we must embrace on the feminine path, truth, love, and beauty values which we all need more of during this tumultuous time in history. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. 
Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Truth, Love, and Beauty. And this isn't just any other episode. It is the last one of 2022. And in honor of that, I wanted to kind of pull back the curtains and share some of my year-end review process with you and some of my year-end review revelations. But before we do that, I wanted to share with you two upcoming retreats in which I will lead you through some of these processes, my year-end and new year reflection and visioning exercises, which I've honed over the past couple of decades. So the first of these retreats is an online retreat, and it's a women's solstice retreat happening on Friday, December 16th. I've been leading some version of this for many, many years. It's always a really sweet way to gather and honor the solstice, which to me feels like the feminine new year. And together we'll do some of these reflecting and visioning exercises. I'll also lead you through a seasonal women's meditation and yin yoga practice. And this is a two and a half hour retreat. And if you can't attend live, there is a recording available until January 2nd. So it's a sweet way to pause, honor the seasonal shift, and just get more resourced as we head into the holidays. You can join us at womensyogateachertraining.com forward slash solstice retreat. That's womensyogateachertraining.com forward slash solstice retreat. The second retreat I'm leading is an in-person retreat taking place in early January from January 5th to 8th, 8th, excuse me, at Drala Mountain Center, which is formerly Shambhala Mountain Center here in the mountains of Colorado, just about two hours north of where I live here in Boulder. And over these three to four days or so, we'll replenish and revision for 2023. So we'll do a much more extended version of this reflection of the past year envisioning the year ahead. So it's just a great way to gather yourself after the holidays so that you can show up for your new year with more fullness, more clarity, more of a sense of being in alignment with your values and your priorities for the year ahead. And in that retreat, I'll share inspirational talks, guided exercises, women's yin, slow flow, and meditation practices for all levels. We'll also have time for some women's circle exercises. I include internal family systems inquiries into this as well. And there's always ample opportunity for rest and time in nature because all of these things really recharge us, replenish us the most. To learn more about that retreat, you can head to my website, sarahavantstover.com. Okay, and on to a little snapshot of my 2022 reflections. First off, I want to say I'm just in the very beginning process of this. I, I do some of this around my birthday, which was just at the end of November, So I often use the time from the end of November to the end of December just for an extensive review and visioning time. And one of the exercises that I do, I actually got this from Tim Ferriss many years ago, 
is that I look back over my calendar. I use Google Calendar. I'm a Google Calendar kind of devotee. I have really strong planning parts. So pretty much everything goes in my calendar for my personal life and my professional life. And so I go back, I, I go back to January of this year. And I first I go through to see what were the things that I didn't enjoy doing that maybe just caused me the most stress that I was not fully invested in that I just didn't enjoy. And I make a note of those things. And then I also make a note of the things that I really did enjoy and the things that maybe brought me the biggest return of investment and that were really fulfilling. And then from those two things, I make a commitment to myself to either reduce or eliminate completely the things that I didn't enjoy and to amplify and to create more space for the things that I really did enjoy. And when I look back at this year, one of the things that stands out to me the most is that I spent the majority of my time with internal family systems or IFS, which is a cutting edge psychotherapeutic model that's evidence-based. It is sweeping the world right now. And it is a very transformative, yet at the same time, still gentle approach to healing the deepest parts of ourselves so that we can really live courageously and live from inspiration rather than fear and old limitations from the past. So I spent most of my time with one-on-one IFS clients, leading IFS women's groups, weaving IFS into my other teachings and my retreats, for example. Also my own IFS studies. I've also been assisting IFS level one trainings, doing consultation to support me in becoming a better IFS practitioner and facilitator studying different IFS courses and books on my own in my free time and doing my own IFS therapy. So that's a lot of IFS. (laughs) And maybe you can see that it's, this is just a really, really essential part of my life. And it has been in my personal life for almost a decade now. And now this has integrated to become just a really essential part of my, my work in the world as well. And a big, a big part of this this year is that I got my IFS certification, which I had been working towards and which requires a lot of these hours that I named, a lot of hours with clients, a lot of hours doing consultation, a lot of hours in my own study, continuing education. So that was a big accomplishment to get my IFS certification this year. That's really like the highest level that you can go with IFS beyond becoming a trainer. And another thing that I do as part of my year-end review is is I check back over my finances. And I have regular checkpoints with my finances pretty much daily. And also I have a weekly money date with myself, monthly, quarterly, annually. And one of the things I do at the end of the year is to look at, okay, so where has most of my income come from? And I can kind of weigh my income streams to see the return on investment I'm getting from those in terms of what I'm really enjoying offering, where most of the income is coming from, 
what students are most enjoying and just kind of seeing the Venn diagram of those things in terms of what I want to continue on with in the next year and if there are any income streams I want to let go of or reduce. And I can see that just like most of my time has been spent with IFS, most of my income now comes from IFS as well. So it's it's bringing a new element to my work that feels really important, both in terms of my financial livelihood and in terms of my own personal enjoyment and just staying current with what's alive for me. And that I have also feel like since including IFS into my work, I'm able to go to much deeper layers with women than I was able to before and really, really healing things at the root. And of course, this requires working with women who are really committed and really sincere about their path and just willing to show up and put skin in the game, roll up their sleeves and do the work. And that's not every woman and that's okay, but that it is my preference to work with women who have this deep level of commitment and sincerity because it is possible for just really immense transformation to happen when there's that level of investment. So next year, I'm going to be just refining and continuing to offer even more IFS programs and continuing to explore ways that I can extend this beyond one-on-one clients, which is an incredibly potent container, but also to bring this more and more into groups. And, you know, our wounding happens in relationship. So our healing many times needs to happen in relationship too. For instance, when we go to one-on-one therapy, we bring issues about how we relate to others there. And we kind of need to think back in retrospect, well, what happened with this person or what happened when I was in this group? But when we are working in a, in a therapeutic group environment, we actually get to work on those things in real time because we, we are with the immediate state of how we are in groups or how we respond to other people. And so then group work becomes just a really potent vehicle. Also, one of the things that I do in my work is I try to weave in just ancient healing practices, whether that's yoga or meditation or seasonal living and finding a place for it in modern life. And ancient cultures knew the power of healing in groups through rituals, through healing circles, through ceremonies. So more and more, I'm holding the vision of recreating these healing circles for women in the here and now. And a couple of ways that that's happening is right now we have a really wonderful group of founding members in my IFS Women's Sangha, which is called Women's House of Wisdom. And we meet once a month for an IFS healing circle and also once a month for a retreat where I weave in IFS inquiry into meditation and yin yoga in particular. And something that I love about this container of Women's House of Wisdom is because it allows us to do our work together over time. It's not just limited to a few weeks or even a couple of months, but it can even allow us to grow for like a year or or many years. And in this, we can relax more deeply and trust the container, trust one another. So deeper levels of healing are available because we need to feel really safe. We need to feel a lot of trust in order to to heal these deeper, more protected, deeply vulnerable layers of ourselves. And I'll be creating other opportunities 
for these kinds of circles, these kinds of healing circles for women in 2023 as well. I'm going to take a short break from today's episode to let you know about something new that I'm cooking up for 2023. It is a brand new course, Blending Internal Family Systems, also known as IFS, a cutting edge therapeutic healing modality with feminine spirituality. And the course is called Becoming Whole, a woman's path to making peace with unhealed wounds, unwanted behaviors, and unworthiness. I've been in a deep process of creating this for some months now with the support of a small cohort of women that signed up early to help give me feedback and reflection as I've been creating it. It's the first online course that I have made from scratch in many years, so I am intending this to be really, really good. Be the first to know when registration opens in January. And just so you know, the program will run for five weeks starting in February. But again, registration opens in January and you can get on the early notification list at becomingwholeifs.com. That's becomingwholeifs.com. And now back to today's episode. So another big way that I spent my time in 2022 was working on my new book. And at this time last year, I held the vision to write my proposal for the book this year and to get an agent and a publisher. And I didn't use an agent for my first two books. And I knew when I was finishing my second book back in 2015 that I wanted to get an agent and I wanted to get a new publisher for this new book. So in January, I started working on my book proposal And to do that required me to really restructure my days and to make sure that I had time for writing in the morning before I started the rest of my work. And in order to do this, I followed time management teachings that that say things like do the hard thing first, or another way to say it is eat the frog. And I've heard that the most successful people do the most important things, the hardest things, first thing in the day, because kind of that's when we have the most willpower. And that is how I generally start my days. I, I wake up, I practice yoga and meditation. And then starting in January, right from that practice, I move into writing for one to two hours, kind of depending upon the day or how much writing I need to get done in that time. And After that, then I have my meal, which is I don't usually eat breakfast or lunch, but I have brunch. And then after that, I start my workday, which is usually around like 11 or 12. And this has been really fulfilling for me because one of the reasons why I got frustrated with my work several years ago and felt like I needed to revamp things because I didn't feel like there was enough time for my own creative process. I felt like I was a lot in the running of the business rather than being able to be in my creator self or my artist self. And it feels really good that that's not the case anymore, that I wake up, I do the things that are just most important to me. I don't turn on my phone. I don't check my email until I do my yoga, my meditation, my writing practice. And only after I've done those things, 
excuse me, do I let the rest of the world in? And it also felt really good to, to just to move forward with the whole process, you know, to write the proposal. I was working on that from about January to May. Then I submitted it to agents. I got my agent in July and then I got my offer with Sounds True in September. And now that I'm writing the book, I am almost finished with the shitty first draft, which feels like an accomplishment. I can say that I am, I'm finding so far, and maybe I need to knock on wood as I say this, is that this time writing this book, it, I'm feeling the most ease and flow that I have in writing books before. And I think a lot of that is because it's my third book. And so I get the lay of the land. This book is also just really clearly mapped out in both in my mind and on paper in the proposal. It has a very clear structure. And also what I'm noticing, and this relates back to the first thing that I shared is that I have much less inner blocks or obstacles than I have in the past. And I really attribute my work with IFS to that. And I'm just really in awe of, in general, what IFS has made possible for me just to experience a a deep level of wholeness and inner peace that I only glimpsed at times before, yet I felt like certain parts of me certain layers of me uh, just prevented the experience of that or prevented me from experiencing that more consistently. And so I would say for anyone out there who's wanting to lay down tracks to just put new routines or rituals into your day or to eliminate certain things that don't feel in alignment for you or to achieve some big goals and big dreams is that there's no silver bullet. It doesn't happen overnight. I will say I am very committed and disciplined person. So I have definitely put skin into the game and I just encourage you wherever you are in your journey, just to stay with your process, to stay with it. Even when you feel like you're not seeing changes, even when parts of you doubt that it's possible to change And some of these deep patterns can take years, but stay with it and have faith and you will see results and, but you will not see results if you cut out too soon, or if you're not consistent, consistency is truly the key to success. And I see not only in my own life, but also from many of my clients, those who are willing to stay with the process and to keep showing up, even when they, they doubt anything will change, even when it's uncomfortable. They're the ones who are having major breakthroughs. So I believe my writing process is flowing so smoothly because of my work with IFS, helping to remove these inner blocks and get parts of me that have been critical in the past to be more of my support team, to be more of my cheerleaders. And this is just one example in my life, but there's many other areas in my life that are flourishing now in really beautiful ways that I'm really grateful for as well. So that's a little taste of what I wanted to share with my year end reflection. Again, this is just my first, my first little step into it. I have much more to go over the next month or so. I'm going to be doing a chunk of it with those of you who are in the solstice retreat because I I just love the reflection practices and exercises that we do there. 
But to close, I wanted to add that certainly a year-end episode would not be complete without me also sharing how incredibly I how incredibly grateful I am for all of you. And I could not do what I do without you. I I love my work. I love doing it in community and relationship with you. And I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being part of this community. I really honor the sincerity and commitment that you bring to your own healing path. And I'm looking forward to continuing to grow and explore and learn together in 2023. So until then, I wish you and yours many blessings over this holiday season, and I will see you back here in January. Thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That is the best way to support me in continuing on with this podcast and also to support other women in finding this, other women who may find this beneficial for their own lives. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, Monthly Insights, which I've been sending out now for almost 20 years, I welcome you to join me and a community of like-hearted women from around the world there. You can subscribe at my website, sarahavonstover.com. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.